Welcome to our hit show here in Atlanta. This is SNN Primetime News. I'm your host and anchor, Kennedy Lucas Patterson. Welcome back to our exciting show here today. But I have to say, welcome to SNN Prime Time News. Now, we do have some news and topics of conversations. And of course, we have our hits anchors here in the studio for our news. Uh, as the headliner of the show and as the owner of KLP Entertainment and very, very excited to announce this new show because uh, real quick, I know we're, we're live on air. I got to give my, my my studio people props. Of course, we've got the lighting, uh, the very brand new JVC 4K camera. Uh, shout out to BNH uh, Photo and Video. Very, very excited for that. And I am very thankful for you, the listener and the viewer and the watcher for watching not only all of our other shows, but specifically this show, SNN Prime Time News, right here in Atlanta. I do want to give my props to my studio uh, heads and my studio producers and editors and producers here in the studio as well. Thank you guys for making this happen. Now, coming up next, I will give you guys the latest in SNN Prime Time News. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to SNN Primetime News. I'm Kennedy Lucas reporting the latest in business news. Now, Amazon on Monday has announced that it will be cutting more than 180 jobs in its Amazon gaming division. Now, we all remember when the gaming division was booming for Amazon. Everybody was very astotic about Amazon's gaming division because they're trying to compete with competitors such as Sony Interactive Entertainment and Microsoft when it comes down to Xbox and Nintendo with their latest consoles and products. Now, shutting down parts of the business that focusing streaming and supporting third-party games, putting more of more of an emphasis on developing on its own titles according to the inter, uh, internal company memo viewed by CNBC News. Now, the company will close the game growth and crown channel incentives uh, as part of the reconstruction of the gaming division. Now, Amazon will focus more on upcoming launches uh, such as Throne of Liberty, uh, Blue Protocol, and as a feature incentives as Tomb Raider and Lord of the Rings games supposed to be coming around the corner from Amazon Games. This here is very interesting for sure that they are thinking about making these types of cuts. Um, it's very, very hard to a lot of people who dabble into the business and dabble trying to get their business going, especially game developers within Amazon Games. 
Uh, very, very interesting that they're making cuts, but I've said this in not only this show, but any other shows of mine, I said it that cuts are happening within different companies and they're really realizing that the market is just not there. And they're realizing that people are continuing on what they're best known for. If you are like me, a PlayStation player, I've grown and grown up to play PlayStation games. So now I want to venture off and continue that legacy of me throwing out and playing out these PlayStation type titles. So if you're a consumer like me, and I like to say an old head kind of like me, that's not really familiar with Amazon games and trying to get gaming out there for streaming, then people are realizing the market and then they're going for it and they're continuing on with what they're comfortable with. Now, this was a quote. Again, this was a quote from uh, one of the company, the Christopher Hartman, the vice president of, of Amazon Games. He says, I know that this was difficult news and that the impact will be felt widely, Hartman wrote. He continues to say, it never, felt, it, it never feels good to say goodbye to colleagues. This isn't a decision the leadership team came to quickly. It was a result of extensive consideration and road mapping for our future. Now, shares of Amazon closed down this past Monday less than 1%. So it's, it's, it's easy to cut people's jobs if you're at a downslope of 1% from the stock exchange this past Monday. Now, the latest job cuts in Amazon comes from the new CEO, Andy Jassy, has been cutting cost mode over the past couple of years. Amazon, like other companies, they're fearing out the troubling times of when it comes down to job cuts and it's unfortunate that jobs are getting cut, um, but a lot of people are realizing that they're coming back from COVID. COVID screwed everybody up, right? Coming back from COVID, and now they're realizing the market and they're not making as much profits from Amazon Games, causing them to make those cuts, causing Annie Jesse to make cuts from the business as well. A lot of people lost their jobs internally with Amazon as, as a whole. So very, very interesting for that as well. Gaming, Amazon Gaming, they're cutting costs. But I got to say, a lot of other gaming companies, they're also cutting costs as well. So we're all in that same boat when companies are cutting costs. Margaret Newcomb, 69, a retired French teacher, is desperately trying to protect her retirement savings by caring for her 82-year-old husband, who has severe dementia, at home in Seattle. She used to fear his disease-induced paranoia, but now he's so frail and confused that he wanders away with no idea of how to find his way home. He gets lost so often that she attaches a tag to his shoelace with her phone number Phelan Lewis, 35, sacrificed a promising career as a research director in England to return home to Nashville after her mother had a debilitating stroke. They ran up $15,000 in medical and credit card debt while she took on the role of caretaker Sheila Littleton, 30, brought her grandfather with dementia to her family home in Houston, then spent months fruitlessly trying to place him in a nursing home with Medicaid coverage. She eventually abandoned him at a psychiatric hospital to force the system to act. Millions of families are facing such daunting life choices and potential financial ruin 
as the escalating costs of in-home care, assisted living facilities, and nursing homes devour the savings and incomes of older Americans and their relatives. The prospect of dying broke looms as an imminent threat for the boomer generation, which vastly expanded the middle class and looked hopefully toward a comfortable retirement on the backbone of 401k, s and pensions. Roughly 10,000 of them will turn 65 every day until 2030, expecting to live into their 80s and 90s as the price tag for long-term care explodes, outpacing inflation and reaching a half trillion dollars a year, according to federal researchers the challenges will only grow. By 2050, the population of Americans 65 and older is projected to increase by more than 50 percent, to 86 million, according to census estimates. The number of people... Thank you for that news. Now, the next news on SNN Primetime News. Now, U.S. consumer inflation eases up this past October in a little bit of this month of November, driving lower by cheaper gas, cars, and airfares. If you ever wonder why, or you ever wonder if you're driving, especially us here downtown Atlanta, and we're seeing a lot of gas stations getting their price cuts, going from $3.59 a gallon down to $2.72 a gallon, we might see an ease up of inflation. Now, inflation has been the rolling topic of conversation within the past couple of years, being that COVID and all of that impacted uh, not just America, but throughout the whole world. Now we're finally seeing a slow cut cost on gas. I've seen it in a lot of gas stations here in Atlanta. A lot of people are getting ready. A lot of gas stations are cutting costs. And you're realizing that there's a lot of buku sales. Now, inflation in the United States slowed the last month in a sign that the Federal Reserve's interest rates hikes are continuing to cool down the consumer price spikes that have been dwelling on customers and consumers with the past couple of years. Now, Tuesday's report from the Labor Department showed that the prices either fell or rose more slowly across the board range of goods and services. Now, that, that is true. Uh, every time I go to the store, I would buy, for an example, a pack of ham. Now, that pack of ham might cost me somewhere between $275 to $3, depending on the type of ham and the, the company you go for. Now, for an example, last week, ham prices rose and I was paying $375, almost $4, almost $6 for that premium cut ham. That's a scary, scary kind of feel for it because gas and all of those things, all the goods have been increased. And of course, the secret word to a lot of people is we have to pivot. So when I went to go see about buying that ham, I had to say, okay, what's the alternative to Oscar Mayer? What's the alternative from that company? Because I'm looking to get ham that tastes good, but also at a lower cost. So that was that famous word that we had to do. And we always say it's called pivoting. So I had to pivot from that expensive ham that I liked because prices rose up. And now I had to go for a cheaper option of that ham. Now, including gas, new and used cars, hotel rooms, housing, overall inflation has unchanged from September to October. Now down to about 4% jump to previous months compared to the 12 months 12 months ago, uh, consumer prices rose to 3.2% uh, in October. 
Now, down from the rise of the 3.7 rise in September, the smallest year-over-year increase since June. Now, including uh, energy prices have also been going on a slippery slope, rising and then costing. And now they just rose to 0.2% in this last from September to October. So we're seeing a lot of gas prices going shimmering down as we get ready for the holiday season. Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is will this go back up starting 2024? Will we see a spike beginning of January? Only time can tell, folks. Only time can tell. Chrysler parent Stellantis is offering buyouts to roughly half of its U.S. white-collar employees to reduce headcount and cut costs for the automaker's North American operations. The voluntary separation packages will be offered to 6,400 of its 12,700 non-bargaining unit U.S. employees with five or more years of employment, the company said Monday. The move marks the latest cost-cutting efforts for the U.S. auto industry, as companies attempt to reduce costs amid economic concerns and billions of dollars in new investments for emerging technologies such as electric vehicles. Both General Motors and Ford Motor also have cut salaried workers over the past year. As the U.S. automotive industry continues to face challenging market conditions, Stellantis is taking the necessary structural actions to protect our operations in the company, Stellantis said in an emailed statement. As we prepare for the transition to electric vehicles, Stellantis announced today that it will offer a voluntary separation package to assist those non-represented employees who would like to separate or retire from the company to pursue other interests with a favorable package of benefits. A Stellantis spokeswoman declined to comment on how many people or total costs the company would like to cut. She also declined to comment on whether involuntary layoffs are planned if not enough employees accept the buyouts. Stellantis North American Chief Operating Officer Mark Stewart informed employees Monday of the program, which was first reported by the Wall Street Journal. Employees will have until December 8 to accept buyout offers, the company said. This marks the second round of salaried buyouts this year for Stellantis. In April, the company extended voluntary buyouts to about 33,500 U.S. employees, including 31,000 hourly employees with at least one year of employment and 2,500 salaried, non-union employees who had 15 or more years with the company. Of salaried buyouts this year for Stellantis. In April, the company extended voluntary buyouts to about 33,500 U.S. employees, including 31,000 hourly employees with at least one year of employment and 2,500 salaried, non-union employees who had 15 or more years with the company. Now we turn the slate from business news to celebrity news. Of course, Jennifer Williams of VH1's The True Scam Story had liquid courage to air allegations against an ex. Now, if you guys don't know Jennifer Williams, very, very famous basketball wife star if you dabble into that show basketball wives us on vh1 now story has it that uh jennifer williams slipped the tale of private embarrassment into a new tv project with vh1 the show is called my true scam story now this is a two-part series following the real life drama and how williams became an uns unsuspected victim in an alleged scam she says was orchestrated by an ex-boyfriend. Now, a lot of shows are doing this. A lot of shows are getting very excited for this because we all know when it comes to American entertainment, we love the drama. I'm guilty of it, guys. Here in the studio, they're laughing at me. I am guilty of it because I like the drama when it comes to a great show. I think it just rocks better. I think it's just, it's just 
gets better, gets it done when there's a lot of drama within the show. Now, William said it wasn't easy for her to go public with this first, with the first allegation back in 2020. Now, the mini star told page six website that she needed some liquid courage in order to tell her followers that she was allegedly scammed by an ex lover. Very, very scandalous, pun intended. See, people in the studio, they, they laughing at me right now. Um, very, very interesting for sure. I I look forward to this show. I really want to see what the scandal is about. I really want to see how her story unfolds into this new VH1 special. Very, very exciting. Basketball watch. I used to watch this show a lot, especially I don't think I watched it. I don't think I watched it with my sisters, but it is a it's a it's an okay show. It's a good show. So shout out to Jennifer Williams. I look forward to seeing that story and that special. That will wrap it up here this afternoon, SNN Primetime News. You guys can check out our show right here on YouTube at KLP Entertainment and also on Facebook Watch. And if you're listening to the audio version of this show on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, we thank you guys. Share it, tweet it, like it, comment, subscribe. Get it out there so that way our fan base and your friend base know that we're staying and we're going primetime for SNN Primetime News. This has been SNN Primetime News. I'm your host and anchor, Kennedy Lucas. Have a great night. As its COVID gains evaporate, Pfizer wants a chunk of the budding weight loss drug market. Analysts say upcoming data on Pfizer's experimental obesity pill, Daniel Glapron, will be crucial in determining how competitive the company can be against the space's dominant players Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk. Those companies helped spark the weight loss drug industry gold rush over the last year with their weekly obesity and diabetes injections, such as Novo Nordisk's Wegovy and Ozempic and Eli Lilly's Manjaro. They are now racing to develop their own pills for obesity and diabetes. Investors are waiting for Pfizer to release Phase 2 trial data on its twice-daily pill in obese patients without diabetes by the end of the year. They want to see the drug cause a similar level of weight loss as a once-daily pill from Eli Lilly. Investors are also eager for Pfizer to release trial data early next year on a once-daily version of Daniglipron, which is seen as the more competitive form of the drug. Pfizer sees a major opportunity in the segment, as it looks to rebound from plummeting demand for its COVID products and reverse a roughly 40% share price drop this year. CEO Albert Borla said in January that the market for GLP-1s a class of obesity and diabetes drugs that mimic a gut hormone to suppress a person's appetite, could eventually grow to $90 billion, and the company wants to capture $10 billion of that segment with an oral treatment. Pfizer sees a major opportunity in the segment as it looks to rebound from plummeting demand for its COVID products and reverse a roughly 40% share price drop this year. CEO Albert Borla said in January that the market for GLP-1s a class of obesity and diabetes drugs that mimic a gut hormone to suppress a person's appetite could eventually grow to $90 billion, and the company wants to capture $10 billion of that segment with an oral treatment. Investors have become more pessimistic about Pfizer's potential in the weight loss drug industry since the company scrapped its experimental once-daily pill in June, citing elevated liver enzymes in people who took it. That left Pfizer with the twice-daily Daniglipron, which Wall Street is less excited about because it would be less convenient than a once-a-day treatment. Encouraging results from the trials may trigger the same enthusiasm for Pfizer that has boosted the share prices of Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly this year.